3: Hello, everybody. I'm Jim Shannon. And I'm Mike Hyatt. This is The Bourbon Road. And today, Mike, we are on the road again. Yeah, you know, I, I think I was just, seems like I was just downtown this morning. Oh, yeah. I left work
2: from downtown, drove to Shelbyville, <laughs> got a couple hours sleep, and drove back into Louisville. But we are at a brewery. Yeah. A little change for us, change up. But we've been talking about this episode, Jim,
3: for almost three years now. I know it. I know It, it seems like we've got so much to get to. And it, it and it all seems important to us, yeah. but it's hard to get everywhere and do everything. And you know, this isn't our own backyard.
2: Yeah. So, if you listeners, you wonder where we're at, we're at Goodwood Brewery in downtown Louisville. We're at six three six East Main Street. Uh, we're on, we're on Whiskey Road. We we are. We are. But we actually came in here not to drink so much beer. We're going to drink some beer, though. But <clears throat> we came in here to talk about Goodwood Whiskey, right? Absolutely. Pretty exciting stuff. And we got two amazing young gentlemen here with us. Uh, we got Thomas Crockett and Quentin Nolan. No, that is not uh, the famous Crockett or the famous Nolan. Um they're famous in their own right, right guys? Oh
4: yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's so, right. Well
3: welcome to the Bourbon Road.
4: Thanks for having us. Yes.
3: Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you guys on the show today. Yeah, it's always great, Mike, when we can drink whiskey and beer at the same table. It is awesome. And we're we're a stones throw from the bar here. So
2: listeners, if you hear some background noise, you hear some guests come in, uh we are in the bar. Uh so we're gonna have some a live audience over here. You might hear uh Mel and Viv in the background. They'll be they'll be here for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So well, let's get to this. What, Quentin? What what's in our glass right now?
0: In our glass right now is our uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon that has been finished in our Bourbon Barrel
3: Stout barrels. A stout beer. So these barrels um, had had bourbon in them at one time. Yes. Then they had stout beer in them. Yes. And then they got bourbon in them. Bourbon again. in them again. Wow. That's a that's. That's recycling right
0: there. It's best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we love and, the earth. And yeah, that's planet friendly. No yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. What do you do with the, after it's done? From there, um, we sell it on the secondary uh, market. On the secondary market. The secondary market. Furniture makers, um, even homebrewers like to get them and just try to do some funky stuff with them, but...
3: Yeah, just. I guess you could always throw a beer in it again, right? We, uh, yeah, we could because it's got
0: uh, whiskey in it already, so it's <laughs> killed all the uh, all the bacteria. So we could keep going if we really wanted to get to that point.
2: Yeah. Just keep going, huh? Well, let's taste this sucker. Yeah. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers, 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 guys. Now this bourbon barrel right here is this bourbon barrel uh, from you know I don't think it's any secret that. You guys get your bourbon from Green River, contract to steal down there, right? Yes. Now, is that where the barrel comes from? That's
0: from the barrels come from as well. Yeah, we try to keep it in that family and kind of keep that partnership going. So we use their barrels to age our beer in and then send it back to them to fill their base bourbon with.
3: Mike, were we supposed to taste it yet? Or were we supposed to just nose it so far? I t- I just went ahead and <laughs> tasted it. Yeah, it. I, just, I, yeah. I mean, I I took him. I did take his little nose on it, and I got that nice little creamy, little bit of kind of a chocolatey coffee note from to the it. Stout. Yep. And then uh, I just went straight for the taste.
0: Now, what do you guys get on that? Do you get some stout in that? Yeah, the, yeah. There's definitely some like absolutely more like roasty, chocolatey notes in there that we get from the stout. That kind of differentiates differentiates from the uh, from the base Green River Bourbon. I think that's
2: nice when you finish a bourbon and it comes out something like this right here. It, it does give you a different aspect of whiskey. Um, some people are so close-minded that all they can see is
3: Green River, right? Uh, that standard type of bourbon, right, Jim? Absolutely. Well, you know, Green River bourbon's great. great. Like, yeah, we've been yeah. down there. We <laughs> spent a day down there going through their distillery and, and sampling all the wares. And we have a great respect for their whiskey. It's good stuff. And uh, this particular base whiskey, did did you specify the age on this? Is this a, was this a straight before you started, or? Was uh, it? Yeah, it is a straight. Um, it
0: is, I believe, it's a, it's it's whatever Green Rivers base bourbon is, and I believe they do a two to four year blend on theirs. Got it. So Got it. They they don't have an age statement on their bourbon, so we don't put an exact age statement on
3: ours. But just it's a straight a when you start, which but is it's good. Straight, to know. Yeah, absolutely. So that means it's at least two years old, mm-hmm. and they're bringing in some of that uh, slightly older stuff to give it that character. Mm-hmm. And uh, and but you know, there's some nice notes that come out of that two-year bourbon there too. So oh yeah, <clears> you put the <throat> two together, you get the best of both worlds. So let's let's talk about Goodwood. How, when did Goodwood start? So Goodwood started um, in
0: 2014 when the group of investors took over what people in Louisville will know is a bluegrass brewing company. It was a bluegrass brewing Brewing company since I believe 2005. I believe that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. A new investing group came in and bought the rights to the production facility of BBC and then rebranded to Goodwood. Tell us about
2: both of your positions here at Goodwood Brewing.
1: Sure. So I, um, I actually came on, uh, beginning of August, um, I was in the, you know, the freight brokerage industry, um, and came on to, uh, be the VP of logistics here. Um, and I also do bourbon sales as well. So, um, you know, I had, I had some experience in the, the freight industry working, you know, for customers and now I've kind of switched places and I am the customer and working with other freight brokers. And it's been uh, good to already kind of have an understanding of that industry and, be able to utilize that here um, a lot of our distributors kind of do they handle that on their own they'll they'll send the trucks and so we don't mess with that but there are some distributors probably you know 25 30% of our distributors that mm-hmm. want us to deal with that so uh, they'll send us an order and then we'll be in charge of going out and getting a truck and and packaging it up and all that and letting them know when it's going to ship when it's going to arrive that whole that whole thing, and what about
0: you, Quentin? Yeah, so I run the operations of what I would call like the alcohol side of the business because we also have a restaurant operation at our other locations, and so here I do most of the alcohol operation stuff. So we have here the production site. I also oversee our brew pubs and the bourbon. So I I get to deal with Green River and all those logistics and everything there. So you
3: get to decide where the product goes, exactly. Right? Yeah. Wow. So do you have your favorite store? <laughs> no I'm not going to the, push the you one, the one that slings
2: out free bottles for it that's would exactly. be my favorite yeah, story yeah. hey we got some leftover stuff you need to, uh. Yeah. Okay. so when did when was the decision made hey we're going to make some
0: whiskey yeah, I believe our first iteration of the bourbon was a it was a really small run I think it was only like maybe five barrels or so Um, and it was of a 12 year bourbon and I believe that was like three years ago, four yeah. years ago.
1: Yep. Twenty nineteen was um kind of when yeah. we first decided let's 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 get this going and see see what it's like to get in that industry. And it's so been, how does that work?
3: I mean how did that I mean how did you make that work? What what steps did you take to make that leap? You know, what did it take? Yeah,
0: um so actually both of us weren't around during that time. And so I believe what that was was they just purchased some bourbon. They basically just got this whiskey from them in totes and brought them here and just put them in their beer barrels. And then eventually they found somebody cause we're not legally allowed to age and bottle here at this facility. So we sent it to, an I believe it was a MGP who bottled it for us and uh, we then sent it out in the market.
3: What's well, interesting. So yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of facets to this business and mm-hmm. there's so many different ways to make it work. Oh yeah. I mean, you don't necessarily have to be making this stuff yourself. Sometimes, like you said, you can't age the product on site. Yeah. But you can receive it in totes, but you can't bottle it. So yeah. mm-hmm. there's a lot of rules. Yeah. Right? A lot of rules. So that's pretty interesting. So I guess that first round of things went well enough that they said, you know, let's do it again. Yeah. Yeah. I think once they, once that first one went out, they,
0: it sold a decent amount. And then our owner decided, yeah, let's do this again. And he did a bigger run of both the, um, the bourbon barrel stout and the honey. And we got that from MGP
3: as well. Okay. All right. Mike, what'd you think about the whiskey? I drank it all. Mine's gone too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've got one
2: sip left here. I like it. I, you know, it's different than than like a port finish or, you know, a wine finish or a Madeira finish or something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, It just has a different base to it. More creamy, I think than those. Yeah. Not as tart, yeah. Um, if that makes sense,
3: mm-hmm. does that yeah. make sense to you? Yeah, for sure. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For me, I mean, I'm kind of a, a much bigger fan of like a, a stout finished whiskey than I am with a bourbon barrel finished stout. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, everybody's got what they like, you know, where they kind of gravitate towards. But um, I, I love the flavor of this. I thought it was, it was. I'm not going to say it was subtle, but it wasn't overpowering. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's the a, right the right level. It's yeah. a
1: very cool, you know. I, I think I think it's a very cool concept that we went with. You know, we're we're known for our bourbon barrel stout, um, and so we knew that there was a potential market there for us to get into that was exciting for our distributors and for our customers, and you know, it, it's been it's worked out really well for us. We're really excited for the future.
2: So, Jim, I'm going to move on here. I, I I had to get some whiskey in my glass. Yeah. So, <laughs> what did you move on to? So we're gonna pour some other straight rye whiskey it's I called see a, I english gr- Mile. i see a green label i know
4: <laughs> i, I told somebody that the other day i said like,
2: you see all these green labels uh that's a rye whiskey they're yeah. like no it's not and i was like
3: it's the unofficial color there's <sighs> a few that break that rule though you know we've, we've seen a wheat whiskey out of georgia it's got a green label so <laughs> it does it, it's confusing right it is uh, here let's let's get everybody a glass so you get to you get to taste all the whiskey when it comes in. Are you part of the blending team too? Yes, I am yeah. all right and do you guys uh, when you do that do you have kind of a panel of tasters?
0: yeah, it's usually um it'll be Thomas and I for sure our owner Ted and Jason, who's our tapper manager here he's got a good good nose on him as well so we we do like to have multiple people tasting it so it's not biased. You know? yeah, and a lot of times we won't even label what what the uh what it is you know what the ratios are and so we can so like the weeded people won't say oh i like that one because they know it's weeded or the rye the, Mike, the you high would be, rye would you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't
1: <laughs> want <know, why laughs> anyone playing favorites <laughs> I, uh,
0: if i see a
2: weed i don't know what's wrong with me yeah. i want to i want to stick it in my pocket and walk away from everybody else
0: and <laughs> <Yeah>. hide it <laughs> yeah i'm the same way
2: <laughs> i don't think there's nothing wrong with that it's just uh that's my profile and um you know, I like that, but I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I, I already know that it does have that rye aspect to it, but this, this is finished in an English mild barrels, right? Yes. What's an English mild?
0: An English mild is a, it's a very kind of like amber ale. I would call it an amber ale here in America. It's English mild. Is a, it's obviously an English style beer. Um, it's an English mild is probably like your everyday beer that you would find at a pub in, in London. That's what the guys would be sitting around drinking in there. Um, and we feel like that this flavor had a really brightness to it that would go really well with the rye whiskeys. And so we're drinking this uh juice that's from uh, MGP, actually. So this is our last run of MGP that we're doing, which
3: is in this rye. And, and this one's got a little bit of rye in it, right? The mash bill is pretty high rye on this one. Yes. Is it ninety five
4: size? Yeah. It's, just, yeah. it's yeah.
0: a majority yeah. rye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's well they've got they've got a couple of mash bills there, but this one definitely is the high rye mash bill. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean I
3: didn't have to get it too close to my nose before <laughs> I knew that. But. And you guys are doing these agents
0: about four months. About four months, yeah. yeah. Down in Owensboro though, right? Down in Owensboro, yeah. So we sent this rye from MGP to Owensboro and let them store it for us and they're gonna they bottled it for us and everything. Um, and their massive facility they have they down have there. a huge facility yeah. down there yeah it
2: is uh it, it's shocking when you
3: drive over there you don't think it's that big and then you go inside there and you're
0: like yeah cuz it's not too far from like downtown
3: yeah when the, you wouldn't think that a, that massive of a place is i always get i'm always in awe when i see one of the much older distilleries mhm and you just realize how much whiskey our our ancestors drank mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean they drank a lot yeah i mean a whole lot You go out to Castle and Key You go out there to Owensboro yeah. You see these older distilleries You're like Oh my <laughs> I think you could hang with them though Jim
2: think <laughs> <you> so? <laughs> yeah I don't think I could But <laughs> I don't know I'd try But it, it, I'd be hurting every morning I couldn't get yeah. up and Get behind some mules And plow some fields and stuff <laughs> Yeah
1: <laughs> Well imagine having a bar Right below where you work There you Ooh,
2: go wow. There you go Now how how is this building we're in?
0: I believe this building's around 200 years old. Like, it's... It's, it's, one of the it's one of the original buildings in Louisville, yeah. Wow. It used to be six stories high, I believe. Really? Yeah. I think that's right. And then it had a fire, and now it's only two stories. And we're just... We're kind of between
2: New Lou, downtown, and Butchertown, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I think officially on the map, our address is Butchertown. But we're close enough to New Lou that we partnership with all the businesses around here. Yeah. And we're, we're part of that New uh,
1: we call ourselves the the Louisville Nulu location. Yeah, that, you know when we're referring to all five of our locations, we yeah. refer to this yeah, one can,
3: as Nulu. I can see that. I think this is kind of Nulu. I, you know, I mean, like Garage Bar is right over here, right? Oh, it right, he is. Yeah, right, right, at the right corner. corner. Yeah. Right, yeah. Billy Goat Strut is. Yeah,
0: Billy Goat Strut is right behind, behind us. Right behind. That's yeah. our alley. Yeah
3: you can walk to the high horse from here too oh yes. yeah i drove by the high horse to get here <laughs> yeah one of my favorite little spots yeah, yeah it's a great yeah. spot it <laughs> when my wife hot. goes shopping over there at the i don't know what's the name of the stores over there you know the ones with all the crafts and stuff red tree it, and all yeah. that stuff yeah. i'm I'll go the high horse straight yeah. to high horse <laughs>
2: <laughs> but your barn here is you know i love it just the old brick the the i'ma sit behind this gigantic post beam right here that's yeah, I, who who knows how old it is? I just love this feeling here. You know, yeah. you go back there, you see barrel stacked up, you see all your brewing equipment and stuff. I just, it's a great place to come uh, for a whiskey drinker. If you don't have a whiskey drinker with you that you're coming to Kentucky, what a great place to come and Absolutely. say, "Hey, let's
3: get them some beer too." Absolutely, because yeah. right? your beers here are phenomenal, and hopefully, we're going to get to try a few or at least one at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah, and I know that our wives are. Either already drinking it or looking forward to having a glass here pretty soon. Viv's halfway.
2: I see your glass sitting there, and it's halfway empty. So, yeah. and I can hear her talking. So she must be feeling pretty good.
1: Yeah, no, it's been a yeah, it's been a cool cool location because you know you've got the plant connected to us, the production plant, and so we were able to give tours. We we have you know private we have a private party area in the back where you know you can rent it out and. Do corporate meetings if you want, or birthday parties, or whatever.
3: Do you guys stay pretty busy with, uh, with you know people leasing it for parties and,
1: and yeah, especially um, right now um, during football season. You know we've got we're open late on Mondays for Monday Night Football, and we've been getting pretty good crowds there. And we yeah. had you know a couple private events last week and the week before, mm-hmm. so we're, we're, we're we do pretty pretty well with those. Jason, our our tap manager does a great job with that.
3: That's yeah. awesome. So I'm sitting here sipping on this rye, Mike, and I'm getting the influence of the beer, but I'm not exactly sure what it's done to the rye. It to me, this one where the other one was creamy and I said it wasn't tart,
2: this one has that rye tart to it, like a mm-hmm. green apple kind of. Yeah. Um it's not bitter, it's just that that bite a little bit of bite you're looking for, and maybe that English yeah. ale. I, am I correct on that?
0: Yeah, for sure. The uh so the English Mild beer is a lighter beer it's only like a 6% alcohol beer, which usually you don't see those barrel aged very often. And so, whereas like the stout and the honey, which we'll get to has higher ABVs on them, they'll impart more flavor into the whiskey, but the the ride, it's not going to give it as much of a, you know, impact like on the front, but yeah, you, you get that. I think what it does is it mellows it out a little bit. It kind of maybe takes away that's, real hard harsh spice from rye and kind of smooths it out
3: that's what i was going to say i think it kind of softens the rye a little mm-hmm. bit mm-hmm. but is it adding those tea notes
0: yeah for
2: sure yeah it's definitely add like adding a, almost like a granny smith apple yeah uh, maybe with a little bit of clove to it i,
1: I agree yeah when, when you said green apple it, I, I couldn't have agreed more with that <laughs> statement <laughs> But uh, yeah, we do the, drink
2: a little bit of whiskey and know
3: know those tasting notes. Our tasting notes, guys, you guys, you guys
1: been around. You know, you know a little bit about yeah, what you are doing. Yeah, just a, <laughs> maybe a tad bit. We Let's, try.
3: So yeah. I, this is ninety proof. The one we had and started with also ninety proof. Yes. Ninety proof. Yeah, and then so that's kind of a that's kind of where you guys are at with your whiskey. That's whiskey. what we're yes, going that's with where we're yeah. at right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right, good deal. And what are the price?
2: What's the price points on both these bottles we drink?
1: Uh, retail. um, You know, you want to go grab a bottle at your nearest liquor store they're going for about 60 we try to keep it around 60 dollars a bottle um throughout the country you know make it easy for everybody um so it 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 was a little bit higher a couple of years ago and we've managed to get that down towards a more reasonable price for for customers and yeah it seemed to to work out well for you guys are
3: you guys are pouring it at the bar here yes you're pouring it at all your locations <clears throat> correct yeah uh, you're also uh, a bottle shop we are, yes. Okay. All your locations a bottle shop?
0: Um, I believe the ones in Kentucky are. I'm not. I, not, I won't say anything about Indian Columbus just yet because I'm not. I don't know. But
3: okay. Well, yeah. let's talk
2: about those locations. So yeah. you got one in Frankfort, Kentucky, right? Yes. And that's a lot bigger space. It is
0: a bigger. It's it, the the rest of the locations are restaurant forward. Okay. Whereas we're beer forward, brewery forward, and so those, so those places are going to have larger kitchens. So if somebody's visiting Frankfurt, they're mm-hmm. visiting Buffalo Trace,
2: Goodwoods right downtown, a great place to eat down we, there. We've
3: done it several times.
2: Yeah. It oh, has, yeah. Yeah, so. It
1: has been a great place, a great location when people go do that Bourbon Trail, you know, they want to go have have lunch and it's our restaurants right on the Kentucky River. Um, you know, we've got a great back patio that overlooks the river and it's it, it's been great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now
2: what about Indy and Columbus? Have you both been up there to those two locations? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And they the same kind of aspect?
0: Yeah, they're very... um, They're even bigger. They're even bigger, yeah. Indy is probably our biggest. Um, Columbus is probably the second biggest. They're both very event-driven. So, especially the Columbus one, it's in what they call the Arena District in Columbus. And so, they're right next to where the Blue Jackets play. And Um, I'm
2: sure being there that they probably have uh, plenty of Ohio State fans. Oh, yes. oh yeah, they do. Yeah. And then Indy obviously has the Indianapolis Colts.
4: Yeah. So it's, very uh, sports heavy.
1: The Indy restaurant is about a hundred yards away from Luke Oil yeah. Stadium. Mm, yeah. So it's it's in a great spot. You yeah. get and the convention center right there in Indianapolis too. You get all sorts of customers and yeah, it's it's great.
3: Now, I, I love Louisville and and you know, we got some great things going on here and we do know how to party.
1: Yeah,
4: <laughs> but
3: man, those those people in Columbus and Indianapolis—they yeah. know how to, especially when it gets cold. Oh, yeah. they oh, know yeah. how to throw it down, don't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There ain't sure.
2: nothing else to do.
3: <laughs> you, can't, yeah. you
0: can't go outside. Yeah, it was really funny for the the uh, the SEC championship. It was in Indianapolis, wasn't it? It Was. Um, and who, do you do you remember who played in that?
1: Um, was it, it was. I don't
0: Georgia and Alabama. I think it was, was it, Probably, yeah.
1: I think, but it was a it was a couple of years ago, maybe. Or it might have been this most The recent, National was. Championship was up there last That's year. That's right. Yeah. That's what it was. Right.
0: So it was the National Championship was up there and uh, the teams that were playing in it were down south. And so mm-hmm. you're in the middle of January. And so we rely a lot on to-go beers there in the Indianapolis uh, restaurant. And so None of the customers were wanting to take beers to go because it was so cold. Hey, their hands, their hands, were their too hands cold. are to, too cold, <laughs> and they're you know they're they're these Southeast Conference people, and they didn't
3: want to grab beers to go. Oh my goodness, you have to sell <laughs> a, a glass with a glove on it. Yeah, you
0: know? yeah,
1: yeah, or a pair of gloves with, <laughs> then we with had your that, beer. Then we had that. What was it? Uh, an Iowa State game. Yeah the, uh, then, then,
0: then I think there was a bowl game that went through there and it was like Iowa State and
1: And we killed it for yeah. those people. They They weren't were afraid, afraid of the cold shirts. Yeah, they're, like, mm-hmm. they're like yeah t shirts mm-hmm. and shorts. <laughs> yeah,
4: that's
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> Midwesterner people are a little bit different when it comes yeah. to weather. Yeah. Uh but if you took somebody down south from Midwest They'd be like, man, it oh, is. Oh yeah, they it, hate the humidity. It's hot. Days. Days. It's hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's
3: hot. You're, it's sweating hot. It's not that
4: dry <laughs> like Las Vegas hot. I know,
3: I know you get down there in Florida sometimes, and people wonder why you would go. Why would anybody go north of Jacksonville? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
4: well,
3: if you like to wear shorts, I mean, yeah, it's a different kind of it's a different
2: kind of weather, different breed of people. Yeah. Um. You know, I like it, but this whiskey, I think, is great. The first one was was amazing I, I love the finishes on both of these uh they both have a different uh, you, you drink them at a different time i guess you know i think uh that first one was a, a nice uh before dinner um mm-hmm. this might be a mid before dessert yeah and i here. think there's
3: a season to them as well i think that's yeah. i think that stout finished uh whiskey is probably a little bit more of cold weather whiskey mm-hmm. whereas this rye for me believe it or not Warm weather. Warm weather. Yeah. Warm weather, yeah.
0: yeah. Like yeah I'm, I'm the spring. exact way. I, I, I love our rye on an ice cube after mowing the yard. Like it's, <laughs> now, let me ask you, good. have either one of you tasted these at like barrel strength? Uh, yes. So, when we get, obviously, when we get those samples in to do the blending and stuff, they they'll send us the final product for our approval. And usually, those final products are not down to proof yet. And so, we have been able to try them at barrel strength before, and they're- I would say that the, the beer flavor it stays is about the same. Honestly. Yeah. It stays about the same. And but yeah, they're they're much more robust in their in their flavoring.
1: What what was the one that we had a couple of weeks ago about 120 proof?
0: Yeah, that was the walnut brown that yeah, we're the, coming out with. Walnut yeah. brown, yeah. Yeah, we, we wish we had it on
3: the table today.
0: I know, yeah. I know that's all right. I'm sorry well, that we'll we come don't. Come back. Yeah, come maybe, back
1: in a month and maybe we'll see
2: uh maybe the our listeners will see a review on the Bourbon Road Yeah, yeah. of that uh
1: yeah, it'll be out uh, a few weeks. Uh, That's what yeah. we're, th- what we're Maybe thinking. Maybe the FedEx man will
2: show up with a bottle.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or just go to any of our states and look around the liquor stores.
2: So let's drink one more on this first hash, Jim. Um, okay. We'll just go ahead and do uh, this right here, uh, the three-chord
3: collaboration. Yeah. Oh, we're pouring this. Can you talk a little bit about the three-chord collaboration? Yeah, so
0: we like to not only just do our own bourbon, but we like to collab with distilleries around the country. We've – uh. We've done multiple collabs so far. We've done one with Chicken Cock. We've done one with Bargetown Bourbon Company. And our latest one is this one right here, which is with Three Chords out of Michigan. We're picking some winners there.
3: Yes. You're definitely picking yeah. some winners. Yeah.
2: Now, so for people that don't know Three Chord, that's Neil Gerardo, uh, which is, he just was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
3: Along with... Oh well, Pat, Benatar's Pat Benatar. Benatar. Yeah. Yeah. Pat Benatar's. Yeah. I don't think a rock a and roll pill. whiskey here. You it guys is. just made it a little more rock and roll. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh yeah, we. Uh, this was a cool thing that we did. I think what about seventy-two cases were, yeah, were made. Limited.
0: Yeah, super limited run. Yep. Um, it's got a blend of a six, seven, and fifteen-year bourbon in it. Um, that that is all three chords.
2: Now is this. You said 72 cases. That's about two barrels.
1: Um, I believe so. I think that yeah. sounds about right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> just so our listeners know what uh-huh. you know, the size like, of the it. size of it. Exactly. Exactly. two barrels of yep. this whiskey yeah. out there. Oh, uh, that's that's still not a whole lot of barrels for all no. the states you guys are released in and stuff.
0: No, this one is just a Kentucky release. And um, well, it's in all, in all of our locations but I think market-wise it's just in Kentucky and then just in Michigan where they're located. Wow, this
3: has got a tremendous tobacco note to it. Like now, a really good tobacco note. Now, we just kicked it up a notch here. We yeah, already did 90 <laughs> proof. Mm-hmm. This is 111
2: proof right yeah. here.
0: Yeah, that's, I, uh, I, uh, that's getting it. Yeah, I really wanted this one to be at 111 to kind of go off that three chords, you know, the one, one, one. Yeah, ah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I, I really liked that idea. And when we tasted it, we we did proofing with it whenever their rep was here, and it so happened we liked that. I can't remember what exactly what the proof was. It may have been 112. You know, we probably couldn't get exactly 111, but that's what we were, that that was the mark we really liked. Yeah. You know?
3: So three card is kind of one of our I don't know secret kind of <laughs> we have we've had them on the show a number of times because we get an expression from them and it just blows our socks off. You know, yeah. they're very adventurous and they they always thinking out of the box with the stuff they do. So Mm -hmm. it's great that you guys were able to hook up with them here. This is a tremendous whiskey. I mean, it really is. I'm not going to say that everybody will like it. Yeah. But very discerning bourbon drinkers. Your big bowl bourbon
2: drinkers right here that love that, that oaky that tobacco. uh,
0: That's what they're going to love. And what, what barrels do you say this was aged in? So just like the, the bourbon is a one-off bourbon. We also did a one-off beer for this. We did a really big. I think it was a twelve percent um, Russian Imperial Stout. Russian wow. Imperial Stout. Yeah. Those are amazing kind of beers, yeah.
2: right there. Too. They yeah. really are. Yeah. That's a that's a that's, big chief beer. Right that's, there. That's, yeah. a, that's a four ounce pour. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, no, you could I you could put that in a 16, <laughs> sixteen ounce glass for me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's like ten <laughs> couers. Coors Coors just originals. have to test <laughs> that out.
3: I have to say, I, like I've said it before, but I've watched him sit down with 32 Coors Banquets and make them disappear by oh, yeah. himself. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. And drink some bourbon with
1: that. One bourbon every three beers. I had yeah. to
4: have something to wash my <laughs> bourbon now yeah, with. Yeah, that's that's right. that's <laughs> right. You got to stay hydrated, you
2: know? Yeah. Well, hey, it's three great whiskeys to start the the show out with. Um, I, I, You know, I love it uh you guys having fun doing these kind of whiskeys and
0: stuff oh yeah yeah i think what this does is kind of branches out than just doing our you know core lineup it really helps us get out there and do a lot more fun things to provide our customers with a an
3: all-around experience not just our stuff. Right, yeah. And collaborations and guest tabs are kind of the way of the world in the, in the beer industry, right? Mm-hmm. With, and and for, to do those kind of collaborations on the whiskey side is yeah. pretty darn
1: cool. We're, we're always yeah. interested in doing that. You know, it just it grows the brand and, you know, any time somebody wants an exclusive bottling for something, you know, we, we always want to want to look into that and see what we can do to make it beneficial for everybody. And it's worked out great for us so far, especially for the three-chord.
3: That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I I'm, I'm going to say it. If you're in if you're in Louisville, Kentucky and we still got another half to the show yet, but yeah. if you're in Louisville, Kentucky and you're walking up and down Whiskey Row here and having a good time in downtown, you definitely want to pop in here and have a pour, have a beer.
2: Oh, if you have somebody like I said before that doesn't drink bourbon, that that happens a lot. We find a lot of couples that come to the their pilgrimage to, to the bourbon trail, and they're like, There's nothing for me to drink here. Well, you guys got a plethora of other beers to drink for them. A nice bar here, yeah. Um, a great menu that we're going to check out after the podcast. Uh, we've eaten here, eaten, I mean, we've eaten here plenty of times, so yeah, um, a good spot. You can't miss out, but on the second half, they got us this honey. Honey barrel there, yeah, Jim.
3: I've been eyeing that bottle. It's <laughs> close to me here. I've been eyeing yeah. that bottle the whole time. And we're gonna get to drink a little beer too. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh. So listeners, stick with us. We'll uh we'll come back. We got Quentin and uh Thomas here and uh we'll get that beer in our belly. Yes. <laughs> Man, Jim, you know what I've really been enjoying lately? Oh, you're gonna tell me some of that seldom seen farms maple syrup that's been aged in bourbon barrels it is absolutely delicious not only in a cocktail
3: but you can cook with it right you can you absolutely can now mike kevin just sent me a new shipment so i got a little bit more and i've been making some beef jerky lately really yeah now i know you're the meat master (laughs) but But I I tried my hand at it. I said, you know, I want to make some beef jerky. And I've got a pretty decent beef jerky recipe. And it's got a little bit of soy sauce, a little bit of Worcestershire, a little bit of, you know, onion powder, garlic powder, those kind of things. But I always put brown sugar in it. Well, this time, Kevin sent me a bottle of his granulated maple sugar. Wow. And I decided that I was going to substitute the maple sugar for the brown sugar, oh, game changer, let me tell you. Total game changer, huh? Total game changer. Some of the best beef jerky you've ever had. So I'm going to make another batch here in, in about a week, and I'll be sure to get you some.
2: Man, that, that sounds delicious. Vivian took, and we just got an air fryer like most people got these days, right? And uh, she took and soaked fresh pineapple in that maple syrup and then put it in the air fryer. And it kind of crisp up a little bit. Oh. Sounds uh, good. It was just magically delicious. Um, and people probably wonder why we love it so much. Kevin competed in the maple festival uh, last year, 2021, and he was named grand champion. Uh, that's saying something.
3: So Seldom Seam Farms, grand champion of the twenty twenty one maple syrup festival.
2: Yeah. Wow. That's- saying something. Yeah. You're going up against some heavy hitters in maple syrup and I know we're we're talking about just the syrup, but um you know that's something to be proud of. Uh, hats off to you Kevin for winning that. Kevin's also uh competing in a couple other competitions. Make sure you check out his website. Check out his social media on Instagram and Facebook. You won't be uh, disappointed if you want to buy something from him. Where can they go, Jim?
3: You can go to seldomseenmaple.com. And Kevin and his crew, they've got a great website, very easy to navigate. They've got all their products on there. You can buy their maple syrup by the bottle. You can buy by the case. Uh, you can buy that sugar. Oh, my goodness, Mike. That stuff is so good. Uh, and they've got some other gift sets there, too. So you definitely want to check it out. Well, he's also
2: going to be in some distilleries pretty shortly here. Um, some distilleries from that I love and I know you love. He's going to be down Leaper's Fork. Um, You can find a syrup down there aged in their barrels. Treaty Oak down in Dripping Springs, Texas. Um, I was just out there. His syrup's going to be there. Awesome. Um, And at Garrison Brothers in Texas, if you think uh, you love some maple syrup, make sure you go to Garrison Brothers and pick up a bottle from them also. Uh, Kevin, appreciate it. Uh, I know he, he loves people. You're supporting a local farmer, a local product, a small family. This is no factory place that's putting out maple syrup, right, Jim? This is a good man doing good work. Yeah, got to love it. Well, make sure you check out his site. Like Jim said, maple.com Pick up a bottle today. So we're still here, Jim. We're still drinking. We're down here at Goodwood Brewing in uh, downtown Louisville, Kentucky. Um, one of the neighborhoods here is Nulu, and then another one is Butchertown, and then you got downtown. But we're kind of in the midst of all of that on Whiskey Row, um, in this old uh, majestic building. It's uh, it's nice.
3: Great bar, great right on the corner of Main Street, and you know we got. Ball game's on the TV. We've got people in there having a good time drinking beers. You can probably hear them in the background. I always say you can hear them, but people always say, no, we didn't hear them. (laughs) But uh, nice, lively place. Got a great big bar. They're serving beer. They're serving wine. They're serving cocktails. They're serving whiskey, of course. That's why we're here. And uh, in the first half, we had three wonderful whiskeys that, uh, I tell you, Mike, I'm pretty pretty bowled over by it. You know, really good stuff. That, that last one, that three chord, man, the tobacco notes in that were just amazing.
2: So, so what would you say to people that, you know, they look on a the shelf, they're walking down a liquor store aisle and they're like, yeah, I'm not going to take a chance on that. I'm not going to take a chance on that Goodwood because it's something
3: different. I'd say, you better think twice. I, I, I think these guys have the craft in mind first and they're really careful about what they're doing and I think that it's very thoughtful when, when when they talk about you know the choices they make when they pair beer and whiskey together here, beer and bourbon, the choices are very thoughtful. They make sense. Uh, it's amazing how the rye was affected by the introduction of that English mild. It's amazing how uh, the stout finished whiskey was, I mean, it was just, it wasn't overdone. It didn't spend too much time in the barrel. I think it was just right. So My answer would be, give them a shot. Stop in here. You have a pour, but man, you'll walk away with a bottle, I think, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, what what do we got in our glass
2: this time, Quinn?
0: Yeah, so this is the Kentucky Straight Bourbon that is the same as the uh, stout finished, except this time we've put it in a honey ale barrel and finished it there for the same amount of time, the four months. Now, how do you make honey ale? Yeah, so what it is is a – it's it's just kind of like a – your generic – amber ale ish and we put 10 pounds of honey in it and that gets fermented along with the grain sugars that we've created now now you said generic it's not that beer in a white can with black label is it no no, 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 no. okay okay it's it's i I say that because it's just like it's like if i would call it a beer it's like an amber ale okay just a good easy everyday drinker and we just add a bunch of honey to it how much honey 10 pounds of honey 10 pounds 10 pounds
3: Yeast, they, it just doesn't care. Sugar, sugar, sugar right? Sugar, sugar. They're right.
0: going to eat every bit of it. So that 10 pounds of honey, along with the grain sugar that we've created, makes it close to 9% on the final beer.
2: Wow. So and this it, is not your typical honey-finished bourbon. No. This is totally different. Well, heck, yep. let's let's taste the sucker.
4: Cheers, Cheers, guys.
3: Cheers. I know you said honey, but man, I'm getting a little bit of like... Uh, little maple syrup in there i'm i'm getting the honey I, I i was reading the the notes
2: on this and it says uh this is for old muhammad ali there's no butterfly in this glass though <laughs> <laughs> it's not floating like a
3: butterfly but it damn sure stings like a bee it's yeah. sting yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one's 90 proof as well like your others and the colors on all these are about the same because the whiskey's the same the base whiskey's the, the, base same, whiskey's the same yeah yeah and uh, again, another four months or so in the barrel. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. I get a a light
2: hint of like Swister Sweet tobacco mm-hmm. on this one. You know, that sweetness. Does that make sense? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think there is a kind of a tobacco note in this one as well. And I'm just wondering in general. So for me. I love, I love finished whiskeys, but mm. I haven't had a lot of beer barrel finished whiskeys. Yeah. And I'm seeing a trend here that, except in the English Mild, wasn't that way. But the other ones, I've noticed that tobacco note. Is that kind of normal? Mm. Is that kind of a something that you get? Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely
0: from just how the beer interacts with the wood. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, in this industry, it's just as much science as it is art. And so... Some things are kind of unexplainable, so yeah. just I guess the way that the beer interacts with the wood in our in our warehouse versus at Green Rivers warehouse and how where they have it in their storehouses yeah it's just well,
3: one thing's for sure when you introduce whiskey into a barrel, you're doing it at let's say let's just say on the on averages one hundred and ten proof right mm-hmm. hundred ten proof. So there's just so much water. And 110 proof, about yeah. 45% water, right? Mm-hmm. When you introduce a beer, that baby is 90% water. Yeah. That can dissolve some sugars, right? Yes. That can dissolve some wood. Absolutely. Gets into chemistry. Water is yeah. all about the chemistry, right? Mm-hmm. So it, I think the beer definitely interacts with the barrel probably at a much higher rate than the whiskey yes, does. Yes, exactly.
2: Well, I, I like this right here. It is definitely something different. Um, this one drinks more like a whiskey than the other honey ones I've had. Maybe because it's honey ale, right? Mm-hmm. Um, lot lot more viscous here. Uh, it's, it's just got that bite you're looking for in that yeah. whiskey and stuff, and I like that. Uh, not overly sweet either. Um, I was expecting it to be super sweet, and it's not. Yeah, um, it's surprising though,
3: isn't it? I yeah, mean, yeah. It, it's not. I mean, up front you get that initial sense that it's sweet. But it's not. But, yeah. but when it hits the back of your palate, it, it's a little drying.
1: It's not. Yeah. It's not. You know, kind of all in your. It hits you in your face. You know. Yeah. It's 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 tame, but you still can taste the flavors there, and you know, you kind of know what what we were getting at there.
2: Sure. Yeah. yeah. Now, magically, in the middle of our break, beer showed up on the table, <laughs> <laughs> and it's. Some people would probably say this is motor oil,
3: right? It's dark. It's good and dark. Yeah. I mean, if those were whiskey pours, we'd be in serious trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be some big. So what do we got here?
1: So this first one is our walnut brown ale, which um we use for um, our walnut brown. Oh, well, this is the walnut. Our right. walnut brown bourbon, which is going to, you know, release here in the next few weeks or so. Um so, so again, I'm sorry that we don't have the walnut brown bourbon for you all to try, but hopefully, this will give you kind of an idea. Well, that's good. I mean, it's good that we give
3: our listeners kind of a little sneak peek into the future. What's getting ready to come out? We don't have our hands on it yet. I'm guessing we'll get a bottle at some Ho- point. Hopefully, Quentin and Thomas make that happen. I think they're the. I think we might be gentlemen. able to make that happen. Yeah, we, yeah. we might be. <laughs> <laughs> and so there'll be a review coming. But so this beer is a. Is an introduction to the whiskey that's on its way. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Right. Now, do you like walnut brown beer, Jim? Have you had one before? I don't think I've ever had a walnut brown beer. I've had many brown beers.
2: But stouts really, you know, these, these dark ones really this aren't your jam. This is not really a, a stout, though. No,
3: this is a brown
0: ale. Brown ale. This is a brown yeah, ale. Yeah. This is and more like Newcastle, Newcastle, right? Right? Exactly, yeah. yep. But the way our fermentation happens here and the grain that we have chosen for this beer, it gives it kind of a nuttier finish. Okay, That's what it, we call it, the walnut brand. It, it doesn't have walnuts in it. For those people who are like, think they're you know, allergic to <laughs> walnuts, it's not going to kill you. It's, it's That's just the flavor note we think we get out of it is just
3: kind of that walnut nutty finish. All right, Mike. So I'm ready for some beer tasting notes. We haven't done this in a very long time.
0: <laughs> You're not allergic to walnuts,
2: are you? No, no, no. I'm just allergic to mean women and uh, hard work.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've
2: seen you work, man. I'm not sure you're allergic to work. It, he's a powerhouse. <laughs> so I, I, I'm sipping on this, and it's it's very tart, mm-hmm. uh, like not I guess tart, but crisp it is light and refreshing for a darker beer for people that don't like darker beers give something like this a try it will shock you it's it's got
3: that crispness i'm really happy to report that it's not syrupy right which is something that for me it's not it's not in my profile right it's not something that i'm after this is really kind of uh refreshing but at the same time it's 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 deep and dark yeah
2: no, this is your guys' jam right here. This style of beer.
1: I'm, I'm, I can be all over the place. You know, I'm happy to try whatever. But this is of this style beer, the best one that I've personally had. And this is one of our, one of our best beers. Yeah, week. it's probably
0: one of our most popular. And like, if I'm in the bar hanging out here, like I like to come down during on the weekends and just hang out with customers and stuff. If there's somebody here who's not a craft beer drinker, but they also don't want. Like a light beer, mm-hmm. like they kind of want to get into craft beer. This is the perfect beer for them because it's like you said, it's lighter, it's easier, it's more approachable than like the one we're about to try here.
3: Yeah. Um. So is this one? Let me let me geek out for a second. So, do you guys do anything special with your water here? We do. We add uh, we add s- some salts to it. So there's some Burton salts in here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not your table salt, but right. yeah. <laughs> no, But de- definitely some. Uh, yeah, some typical s- English. Yeah, typical like we we want our prof- our water profile to mimic whatever the style beer will sure. make. Um a lot of uh, a lot of brewer- big breweries like your anheuser Bushes, your yeah. your Sierra Nevada's, they have what you call reverse osmosis, yep. which is where you can just plug in, I want Belgian water and Belgian water pops out. Right. We
3: have to add salts to it um to create that. And so <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. by the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, anybody who understands what you're talking about, or anybody who's a big beer fan and, and has had, you know, a good ESB or some other, mm-hmm. you know, English beer understands the importance of, you know I'm glad to hear that. I yeah. think that I think that that speaks for your craft a Yeah. Lot. Thomas is just over here is like, I like free beer. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it doesn't, who doesn't? <laughs> Thomas no. is
2: like it don't matter yeah. what it is, as long as it's cold and it's free, right?
1: Yeah. You guys want to come on a podcast? a sure, free beer. Why <laughs> yeah. not? That's what that's what <laughs> my wife said
2: is when we first walked in here, and uh your bar manager he poured her a beer and she's like one thing good about your beer that it's cold. Mm-hmm. cold beer. Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: It's uh, important. That is it's important. important. It really is, yeah. You know, you can you can go over and ask my wife what she thinks about beers and the water, how important the water is. She'll tell you she's she's been educated on, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't want to call it salting because people take it the wrong way, right? Yeah. But, but proper um, total dissolved solids. Yes. And and it's really, it's interesting. It's wonderful. And I knew it as soon as it hit my palate. Yeah. I knew it. So, cheers. Great yeah. job,
2: guys. You got slow beer drinkers. I mean.
1: I got to keep talking, man. <laughs>
0: you got to,
2: whenever somebody else is talking, you got to drink. It's, <laughs> this is the art of a podcast. Yeah, you there. guys will
1: notice if you look at the, you know our bar where it has all of the different drafts that we have, the the walnut brown and the bourbon barrel stout that we're about to have. Those ones are always available. So, you know, yeah. we've got the ones that we have the artwork on. Those are kind of rotators. and But um, you usually can always get a walnut brown ale, and a bourbon barrel stout. Yeah. Now,
3: this English Mild was your beer as well, right? Yes, it was. Is it something that hits the taps from time to time? Yeah, from
0: time to time. Um, we're, we've gotten to the point where that beer comes out when we need the barrels for bourbon. Um, Got it. <laughs> reasoning for that, I mean, it just doesn't move as fast as we would like sure. it to. Um, but, you know, it's it's fine. People drink what they want. And so we're going to make what people want to drink. So, so here's, a,
2: here's a question about, you know, kind of mixing that beer and that bourbon world. And IPAs have went through a rampant mm-hmm. lately, right? Yeah. Could you make an IPA bourbon?
0: You know, I haven't really thought of that, but I don't see. I mean, would the hops overpower? I believe the hops and the barrel may not interact well together because hops die really quickly. An IPA needs to be drunk immediately. Like I give an IPA maybe a three month. Modern Modern day IPA. Modern day IPAs. Modern right? day IPAs mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're really a hop forward. IPAs. That's interesting,
3: you know, because the reason hops were added in the first place was to preserve, preserve the beer. A, yeah. So, mm-hmm. the fact that it doesn't stick around very yeah. long is it's the aromatics that go away, right? The aromatics go away. Yeah. yeah, And that's the point of having an IPA is you want that
0: good aromatic. I don't think that would translate into a mm. whiskey. Interesting. But okay, I
3: keep taking it down, that
2: <laughs> Well, I was going to say IPAs, the reason they added hops uh, to IPAs yeah, uh, from my understanding was and its reason, reason it's called an IPA India Pale Ale mm-hmm. was because all the English soldiers that were in were in India stationed over there. Yeah. The beer they would get, they would ship English beer all the way to
3: India. Train. Train.
2: Yeah. Not on a train, on, on a boat, a boat. <laughs> or on a boat. It would get to India. They would that would change its complexity over that time. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting. You know, a couple of big things in 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 the bar world. One is IPAs and where yeah. it came from, and Mike yeah. just explained that, but. You know, the other thing is uh, gin and tonics and where the tonic came from, right? Yeah. Same soldiers in India mm-hmm. getting malaria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they love to drink their gin, didn't they? Well, oh, yeah. it but, but they gotta, had to add that tonic water because that's how they – they had to drink their tonic water. That was the law. You want to stay healthy. You don't want to yeah. get malaria. So they said, well, if I'm going to drink this tonic water, I'm going to put a little gin in it. Might as well put some gin in <laughs> it. There you go. <laughs> well, I say that about, about COVID. I,
2: I don't know. You know, you drink enough bourbon – you might not get COVID,
3: no, Mike. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know we're we're far enough along into this pandemic <laughs> that I think you and I can fairly say you, neither you nor I have gotten COVID. And I've been tested several times. I mean it. Yeah. And, and you know we're we're into this thing pretty far. I think I think you're onto something there. I, <laughs> I think Bourbon might have just a little bit of a I don't know. Maybe I don't know, Vivian keeps wondering, she's like, Why is that bourbon bottle near your toothpaste? And I'm like, That's my mouthwash. All
4: right.
3: Full disclosure, listeners, we're we're also vaccinated. So So you got that. This is the beer right
2: here. This is the beer right here that you guys are really famous for, right? Yes. Um, which is your what?
1: This is our bourbon barrel stout. Um, and this is obviously what we use with our, our our stout bourbon. Um, we use these old barrels, and yeah, this Quentin can say more about about yeah, this so beer. Yeah, so
0: this this beer, what what happens is we'll we'll brew a batch of beer, and we'll put that whole batch into bourbon barrels. We'll put it downstairs here in our facility and let it age in our cellar for anywhere from three to six months. And then what we'll do is, ap- whenever we need bourbon barrel stout on the floor, we'll brew a, a second batch. We'll then bring these barrels back up. And blend the two together. Okay. And the reasoning for that is, one, it keeps the price down because if you've looked around for bourbon rail stouts out on the market, they're really expensive and they come in those big bomber bottles and everything. We like to have it in our 12-ounce cans and in four-packs, so we, we that helps keep that price down so it's more approachable for customers. But also the drinkability of it goes super high. Yeah, it and keeps it, it, it keeps it more mellow. So and,
3: you really don't need like a hundred percent barrel aged stout. No, you know, we've got a mixture of it. Right? Yeah, you're still going to get <laughs> your barrel aged notes, but and that kind of makes sense. And, and for our listeners who don't know what a stout is, mm-hmm. won't you just give us a quick overview? Of what a, what what's a stout?
0: Yeah, so a stout is a it's a dark beer. It's pretty much black it's really more of a kind of a ruby red color, but with water displacement and everything, it's it looks black and dark Um, and that is attributed to the different grains that we use or different malts we use. So every beer has a base malt and um, some beers have specialty malts in them. So like take like our Louisville lager or a Coors Banquet. That's pretty much just straight base malt. Now, this stout here, it's got base malt to give it the, the sugars for the mm-hmm. yeast to eat, but it also has a lot of roasted malts, chocolate malts, um, Over, crystal they, malts. They, they,
3: they toast them a little bit they more. They toast them they a little more, yeah. Dark.
0: Basically, like if anybody knows more about how coffee is roasted, it's essentially the same thing where you you take it, you dry the grain out.
3: And then you just roast it. And out. a well-known stout would be something like Guinness. Guinness, Guinness is probably yeah. the world's best-known stout, right? Exactly. So right. you guys are working to get there, yeah. right? But, <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. Guinness, has been, Guinness, Guinness. Guinness has been around for uh, many, many
0: years. Well, I don't, so. But
2: Guinness ain't putting their stout into bourbon barrels. No, no. they're not. No, they are That's not. That's what they don't have. No,
0: nope, they do not.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I came in here the other day and had a beer. Uh drink it and this is what i had to say about this beer right here so to to me for listeners out there if you're looking for something i'm gonna make try to make this sound beautiful for you uh i said it's uh, very creamy with a nuttiness hints of smoked uh, baker's chocolate that's not overly sweet but well, that's that kind of that old school baker's chocolate uh this is not a stout that's been uh aged too long and the beer is the star of the show not the bourbon yeah um it's light general spice shows up at the very end Uh, to me that that's this is the perfect beer with bourbon right here mike did you ever think about starting a beer
3: podcast
1: i was just about to ask if you wanted to go on the road and sell for us
2: (laughs) i sat in the bar and wrote that in like i think five minutes and your bartender was like what are you doing and i was like i'm just jotting down a couple notes about this beer that i really like and uh you know, I think that it showcases the beer. You know, right. sometimes I think you could put a stout in a beer in a bourbon barrel and mm-hmm. let it go in there too long. Yeah, and it's the bourbon has taken over uh, that taste. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, the, the bourbon will take over. You get very barrel tannins from it. It's really just very overpowering. And you have one glass of it, and you said that was good, and then you walk away, and you yeah. may never have that beer ever again. This one, we really want everyone to just. We want you to drink that whole four pack, you know. And I've
2: and, and I've had some like that where I'm like, I drink that one, and I'm like, that's a little mm. too much for me. You know, it's too heavy or it's too dark. And I, I like those big boy beers, you know, like a right. French farmhouse or something, um, just super powerful. Now this is eight percent right here. It is, yeah. A lot of people would say that's a that's a big beer. That's a big beer, yeah, no yeah. oh, uh, doubt. But for me, it's yeah. perfect, uh, and I like that that
3: crisp on it. Still, this still has that crisp mm-hmm. taste to it. Mm-hmm. at the very end. Yeah. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised by well, the whiskeys and the beer Mike. And I and I've had a few of these already, but you know, just to sit down and spend a little time here at Goodwood and 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 go through their lineup. Finish off with the beers here. Wow. Love it. Yeah, I I
2: I'm thoroughly impressed. Uh You guys have did an excellent job on your beers and your whiskey. Uh, something to be proud of, something to say. And I'm sure both of you are every oh, day. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah. It, we, we enjoy coming into work, you know, which yeah. – what what more could you ask for?
3: It's tough, right? It's
1: tough. Yeah, it's a really tough, tough life. It's yeah. a tough yeah. life. Now, yeah. I
3: guarantee you we've got some listeners out there, and there are 40 countries, all 50 states. They're all over the, – they're, they're everywhere. Okay, you guys told me about this stuff, but where can I get it? So where – Where can people lay their hands on your whiskey at?
1: So we um, are open for distribution uh, in 12 states now, and that's only going to continue to grow. Uh, Currently, you can look in your local liquor store in Alabama, Arizona, California, Florida, Kentucky, Louisiana, Indiana, Nevada, North Carolina, Ohio, Tennessee, and Washington. Hopefully in the near future we're um we're working on Georgia at the moment. I'm gonna try to get the South all, all completed. And, any
0: online locations?
1: Um, I believe.
0: Yeah, well, we. Do, I think we have a online. Uh, now it's depending on state and laws and stuff. But, sure. But we yeah, can, we do have an online presence as well. Okay,
3: so so look if if you're not in one of those states that they mentioned, make sure you check your your favorite online drizzly or whatever it is that you have and and see if uh see if the goodwood product is on there but so you are distributing online as well yep awesome when people come out and they hit the trail let's say let's say they're in louisville kentucky and they come here they're in frankfurt and they go to your frankfurt location or what the heck columbus indiana Mm -hmm. you've got several locations around yes you know what can they expect to see when they come to one of your locations
0: you're going to get an experience there at e- at each location. And what I love about this company is that the the experience at each location is actually kind of different. So, you know, here we're taproom forward. Not very we have a small kitchen, so we have food, but we're very taproom forward, which is very alcohol driven. So this is the Louisville location. This is the Louisville location. Yeah. Yep. Frankfurt has that good just small town feel. Like and you I mean you're on the river there. And
3: the, the balcony literally hangs
4: the, over, over the Kentucky yeah. River. Yeah, it does. Yeah.
3: Our, our owner's wife
0: actually dropped her phone off the balcony and he had to crawl down the bank to find it. Oh, yeah. So good husband. Yeah. Keep
1: your phones close. So, yeah, keep your phones close.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, and like our other locations, they're, you know, they're, they're kind of very sports bar forward. Okay. You know, we got lots of TVs going so you can watch the big game. Um, our menu is very Southern uh, cuisine. We call it upscale Southern cuisine. So it's it's gonna be more, you know, taking those classic Southern dishes and kind of elevating them. And also the the beer and bourbon is in mind on those things. So come in, see what you want to drink, ask the bartender or the, your waiter or your waitress what's gonna go well with this. And they'll definitely give you some sort of, you know, pairing.
3: Awesome.
2: So, we were talking about it, and you guys offered up a nice giveaway for one of our listeners of our bourbon Facebook group, the Bourbon Roadies. Um, what do you guys got for one of those listeners?
0: Um, I think we're going to give away one of these Goodwood um, honey-finished bourbons. Nice. And then we'll throw in a hat and a t-shirt.
3: Hat and a t-shirt and a bottle. Yeah. Rock and roll. We
2: aim to please. Yeah. You aim to please. That's I think that's awesome. So listeners, uh, roadies, if you're not a roadie, um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you how to become a roadie. Uh, You want to join our Facebook group. Uh, You got to be 21. You got to like bourbon. And you got to get your plate nice because we don't tolerate any rudeness in our group, meaning we'll just kick your ass out. Uh, That's We don't sell in there. So uh, follow those rules. Join our group. Uh, But to win this bottle you got to invite three people to join that Facebook group. And you also have to uh, tag Goodwood Brewing, hashtag Goodwood Brewing. Um, we'd appreciate it if you do that. I will choose a winner at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time um, Wednesday night. Um, so play, invite a many, as many people you want to join that group. Just remember that we don't do any of that rudeness stuff. That means we don't do politics in there. We don't do religion. We don't do social issues, right, Jim?
3: Absolutely not. We stay away, as far away from that stuff as we possibly can. You know, there's a lot of uh, bad vibes out there on the Internet. You know, we just want to be a safe place. Yeah, there's enough division in America. Uh, we don't need all of that. We, we bring the people together with whiskey and obviously some great beer. Yeah. So, so you know, you come into that group. You, uh, you drink what you like. You share what you like. Um, if you're drinking from the bottom of the shelf or the top, you're going to get the same amount of love. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Well, great giveaway, guys. Where can uh, where, where can our listeners find you guys on social
2: media?
1: Uh, so we, I believe, we're just at Goodwood Brewing. Um, on, I believe, all of our yeah, social just across media platforms. The board, yeah. yeah. Just Goodwood Brewing, all one word. And so I like to keep it simple over here.
0: Yep. And uh, goodwood.beer is our address. Now, what our, about any of the
1: website. single,
2: single bourbon women out there that are looking for you, uh, Thomas?
1: They can find me at our Louisville location. I'm here Monday through Friday. Oh, they've
3: come to the store. Or huh? uh, they can
1: reach out to me. They can <laughs> reach you, out. you got Instagram? I do have an Instagram. Um, I. I have I don't know what my uh oh my my goodness. handle is. I'll have to <laughs> this is your chance, man. I mean <laughs> I'll have to tell like, you real quick. Literally two hundred thousand women my are out handle, there waiting right now. My dude. handle official I have it now is T underscore Crockett. That's with two Ts at the end. There's gonna be some woman <laughs> in the outback of yeah. Australia be like, Yep, this is it. This is my guy right here.
4: <laughs>
1: this is my guy. That's fine. <laughs> and
2: Quentin, what about you, man?
0: Uh yeah, my handle is uh Q Nolan. halfway married?
2: Happily married.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Happily married, yeah. All right. Well, Mike, where can people find us
2: on the internet? Well, you can find us at uh, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, obviously Facebook. Uh, we're there on Instagram also. Main place, like we said, was the Bourbon Roadies. Come in and join us. Uh, if you'd like to drink from the very bottom of the shelf, uh, like a 10 high whiskey, all the way to the top of the shelf, like this good wood right here, grab a bottle of it, drink it in there. Um, tell us what you think. If you want to come in there and celebrate a birthday, a retirement, a uh, even a death of a family member, you want to raise a glass to that that family member or a good friend or something, uh, an old shipmate. Yeah. In me and Jim's
3: case, we want you to do that without uh, any harassment. Absolutely. Well, we do two shows every single week. Every Monday, we'll do a craft distillery episode. We'll focus on a single expression from a craft distillery. I don't know, maybe, just maybe, we'll have that maple whiskey here in the future. Yeah. (laughs) Could could happen. (laughs) Maybe we'll do a collab together. There you go. There you go. Got us
1: thinking about certain options. (laughs) you are going to have to go (laughs) discuss that in the conference room tomorrow morning.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Every single Wednesday, we'll do a full-length episode. We'll go a full hour. We'll do 30 minutes in and 30 minutes out. We'll get you to work and get you home today with these fellows from goodwood we had a great time drinking whiskey and drinking beer with these guys Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show you can look for it every single week Mike, what do they have to do to make sure that they don't miss one of those episodes? So listeners, you want to scroll up the top of that app, hit that check sign, that plus sign, that subscribe
2: sign. That app's going to let you know, hey, these two jokers had this show come out today and you need to listen to it like right now. Then you need to scroll on down, hit that five-star review, leave us some of those comments that we love because you know what's going to happen if you don't. The big bad booty daddy of Bourbon's going to come over to your house (laughs) dragging his wagon loaded with his good wood. He's also going to have some... with him, We'll drink it all night long. You'll be smiling. You'll give us that five-star review. Those comments, I guarantee. But seriously, those reviews, those comments, they open up doors to distilleries. They get great whiskey on our hand like this good wood. Uh, beer in our hands like today. Uh, we get great guests on like Thomas, uh, like Quentin. Uh, we'd really appreciate
3: it. Now, when you're out about, you're going to, it's inevitable, you're going to run into Mike and I. <laughs> we're, we're at distilleries, we're at liquor stores, we're at events, we're all over the place. And we're, breweries. We're out, and breweries. <laughs> we're out on the bourbon road. So, if you run into us, make sure you walk up and say hi, introduce yourself. We'd love to meet you. Love to shake your hand. Love to hear your bourbon story. We love our listeners. We love to hear from you. Make sure that if you have an idea for a show, if you've got an idea for a bottle, you reach out to us. Let us know about it. We'll do the hard work. We'll we'll call the company. We'll interview the people. We'll make it happen. We'd love to thank our guests today for being on the show. What a wonderful day here at Goodwood Brewery, fellas.
0: Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you so much. We appreciate the the
3: hospitality for sure. Definitely love drinking whiskey with new friends. Oh, yes. And uh, we'd love to do this again in the future. We hope you'll invite us back.
0: For sure, yeah. Anytime. Definitely. I still have that at Brown coming. So. Yeah,
1: you <laughs> there you go. There you go. And um, yeah, any girls, listeners, if uh, if you find yourselves in Louisville, Lexington, Frankfurt, Indianapolis, or Columbus, come check out our locations. It'll be a fun time.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely.
1: Well, you can reach out
3: to Mike and I anytime. You can reach us at our email address. I'm Jim at the Bourbon Road He's Mike at the Bourbon Road What we usually say, though, is just hit us up on Instagram. I'm Jay Shannon, 63. I'm Big Bourbon Chief. And we'll see you down the bourbon road.